Hello, and welcome to everyone listening to the Written in Melanin podcast, the place where you come to get your weekly dose of melanated creativity. I'm your host, CM Lockhart, an author of fantasy books featuring black girls who aren't all that nice, and the owner of the Melanin Library, an online database of books written by black authors. And in this space, I share with you everything I've learned on my journey as a black and indie author. I'm glad you're here. Welcome to episode number 27, you guys. So I get complimented a lot on my cover for We Are The Origin, like all the time. So shout out to my cover artist, Rebecca Brown, for doing the thing. But we also talk about it a lot in the personal chats that I am a part of. And because it comes up so often in discussion, I figured I'd make an episode about it and share with you what I know and a couple of things that I think you should keep in mind when you're looking for a new cover artist. So let's just start at the top of this list, finding an artist. So there are a lot of ways to go about this. One of my personal favorite ways is to either ask someone who has a cover that I really liked um, to find someone on Twitter or find someone on Instagram. I like finding people on social media because I spend a lot of time on social media and a lot of time you can find artists who are looking for new clients and they'll advertise that by saying that their commissions are open and it kind of opens up the realm of possibility for who you can find to work with. So obviously there are lots of things that need to happen to vet someone before you work with them. But the first thing is definitely finding someone who you like their art style. And what I mean by that, for me, I look at a couple of key things before I even think about reaching out to someone. First, I look at the last couple of things that they have posted. Um, Meaning, do they create art frequently? and are their commissions open? I start there because some artists do not create frequently and in my experience, generally speaking, those people take longer to work with. So you have to have a bit of a longer timeline in order to work with someone like that. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, it's just something to keep in mind. And I know that for my personal preference, I usually have a pretty strict timeline that I'm looking to work within, even if it is flexible, you know, give or take a couple of weeks, like as necessary. I usually am very specific, like I need a piece of artwork by this day and time. You see what I'm saying? So keep that in mind. You can usually tell by how active they are online, whether that be Twitter, Instagram, their Patreon, a Ko-Fi page, their personal website, whatever. I just like to know that they have posted something within like the last three months, right? So that's just a personal thing. I check for how active they are. And I also check to see if their commissions are open because there is, in my opinion, No point falling in love with an artist and their style just for them to be like their commissions are closed because in my personal opinion, it's a little disrespectful to contact someone who says that their commissions are closed for a commission because to me that just comes across as you didn't read the sign on the door, did you? So look for those two things first and then if those two things meet my criteria they posted in the last three months and their commissions are open, then I move on to Do I actually like their art style? And for me, I look for a couple of key things. First one being, do they draw black people and do they draw black people well? Meaning that, do they have multiple shades? Do they have multiple sizes? Do they have multiple hairstyles? You know, there are a variety of ways to draw people. And I want to make sure that they are touching on that variety before I reach out to them. The second thing I look for is face shape. Are they drawing these characters in unique ways? Because... Ultimately, if I commission them, I don't want my character, who is supposed to be unique to me and my world, to look exactly like all of the other characters that they have. 
Not that I'm saying that I want their style to be different for me. I just want my character to look like an individual character, if that makes sense. So I look for that. And I also look at body type. So do they draw plus size girls and do they draw them as beautiful, as competent? Or do they only draw really thin girls who can wear crop tops with a certain figure, right? I look for that because again, I know how my characters look in my head and I want to know that whoever I work with can understand the assignment basically. And if they can't, that's cool. Move on, look for someone else, right? But in my experience, a lot of times um, when people are posting regularly and they post people of color, like they actually draw people of color regularly, they usually can and do draw body positivity. Um, I've noticed that artists are like literally some of the most accepting people. So they draw all types of people, but that's a completely different conversation. Um, all that to say that those are the main things that I check for initially. And if all of those things pass the test, then I start looking at a couple of other things. A few of the other things that I look for are, do they have a website? Because normally I like to work with people who are serious about what they do. Um, not saying that I won't work with a hobbyist. I'm just saying that I like to work with people where they're trying to make a career, a living off of their art, because generally that comes with a level of professionalism that I like to work with, that I just prefer to work with. So I check to see if they have a website or a portfolio or some type of contact page, some way for me to get in touch with them other than sending them a DM on their social media profile. Um, again, it's just a level of professionalism that I like to work with. And I prefer to conduct business through email. That way I have a record of everything and I can say, okay, on this day and time, we agree to X, Y, and Z. And if there's going to be money exchanged, I would just prefer to have that in my email rather than on a social media site that I have no control over, basically. So I look for that and I look at what their email is. Again, if it's something like, you know, dariacreates at gmail.com, that instills a little bit more confidence in me than, um, than she draws, she draws, you know, xx, cute, cute, kawaii at gmail.com. You get what I'm saying? Y'all know what kind of emails I'm talking about. And that's a very old school way of thinking. I accept that for what it is. However, in my experience, I have just had a better experience working with people who have something like dariacreates at gmail.com and they have a website at dariacreates.com. It works better for me. That's all that I'm saying. Take it with a grain of salt, right? But after I've checked for their website and I check for their email and how to get in contact with them, I also check to see if they have their prices listed anywhere. Because a lot of times artists will tell you straight up, like, these are my prices and you can kind of get a feel of whether or not they're even in your price range before you talk to them. And depending on what their prices are, depends on whether or not I reach out to them. And their prices also depend on whether or not I've seen them do book coverage or not, or even if I've seen them do art within the aspect ratio that I'm looking for, do they just draw characters or do they draw characters and backgrounds? You know, I also look at how they do color because I have a very particular taste when it comes to color. I like very rich colors and I like very specific colors, if that makes sense. And so I like to look at how they use it and how if they're vibrant or if they're kind of matte or if they're kind of like what what is what is their style? Basically, it's all personal preference, but these things add up over time. So I would definitely 
consider that when you're looking at their work and you're looking at their website and you're looking at their portfolio. So assuming that all those things are what they need to be, they are active on social media, they have their own website, they have an email that I feel comfortable contacting. I like their art style, they draw black people, I like the way they do colors, and they have done a either book cover or something in the aspect ratio that I'm looking for, and they do the character and the background. All the boxes are checked off. Then we move on to the next step, which is contacting someone. And I'm the type of person where I do not put all of my eggs in one basket. So I usually have about three people lined up that I contact at the same time about the same project. And it's really like a first come first serve basis because I take what I do very seriously. And like I said, I know what kind of timeline I have. I know what kind of budget I have. So I usually craft an email and it's very professional. It's like, hi, you know, my name is Chelsea. I am the owner of Written and Melanin Publishing and I am looking to commission you for a book cover. Um, here are some of the details. I would need it by this day and time. And if you were interested in working with me, please get back to me. Um, I would love to discuss pricing and timelines um, at your earliest availability. Something like that, something to just like reach out, let them know that, hey, I like your art. I like your style. Um, I need a book cover. Here are some of the bare minimum details. Like I'm not getting into the nitty gritty of it, but just being like, hey, you know, like for We Are The Origin, I think I said, I'm looking for a cover. It has two people on it and I need it in a, um, I forgot the exact dimensions, but I gave them the, the dimensions of the front cover. And I'm like, I would also need a front cover or spine and a back cover. And this is basically what I'm looking for. If you would be interested, please let me know. And I just, it's a waiting game from there. Not gonna lie, artists, I don't know what's up with them, visual artists. They are really hard to get in touch with you guys. <laughs> so for me, I have commissioned several covers over like the span of me being an indie author. Um, obviously I have one for We Are The Origin. I also commissioned one for Across the Broken Tide by LaCase Cousineau because she was signed to Written and Melanin Publishing. And I also commissioned a couple of covers for books that will probably stay in the drafts because I'm the type of person where I like to look at the cover while I'm writing, it motivates me. But that being said, um, I have had the pleasure of working with cover artists several times. Um, and I have learned that you have to have patience when working with an artist. So um, the best turnaround time that I have seen is within two days. Um, the worst turnaround I have had has been like six weeks later and it was just kind of like, Hey, do you still need this? And I was like, ah, no, thank you. <laughs> but that being said, um, prepare to wait to hear back from people. Um, and I say this having contacted people via email and having contacted people via like direct messages on social media, because I'm sp talking specifically about uh, cover art when I talk about emailing someone but if I'm looking to just get like character art or a character illustrated or something like that's not going to be like the main selling point of my book I will dm someone and be like hey you know I saw that your commissions are open I like your artwork are you open to working with me um I do not exchange money in dms though um I have to have an invoice or something from paypal that's also another thing a little tidbit I say this on any social media platform when you are working with strangers on the internet for any reason whether it be a cover artist whether it be an editor whether it be a proofreader I always use PayPal because PayPal has seller protection meaning that if they don't do their job you can get your money back so um, always use something like that I never sell people I never cash app them unless I have worked with them before now if we have a working relationship and I have worked with you before and I trust you then that's a different conversation you know we can talk about different things but when I'm working with strangers on the internet someone I have never worked with before um, 
the first thing is I always use PayPal. That is like non-negotiable for me. And two, I always, always, always ask if I can do half up front and then half upon completion. Because again, I don't know this person and I'm not trying to be out upwards of $100 because someone didn't do what they were supposed to do. And I have worked with people who have gotten in contact with me and they were basically like, hi, I can't do the assignment. And it's frustrating. Um, one of the most frustrating things for We Are The Origin was before I have the cover that I had now, I commissioned character art because like I said, I like to have something to look at when I am working on my stories. So I reached out to an artist that I really liked and she said that she had an opening. She said that she could get back to me. Um, I was commissioning her for like six characters. So she said it was gonna take like two or three months. I was like, cool, no problem. And long story short, it ended up taking almost a year to get back. And that came with a lot of me checking up, being like, hey, what's going on? Not getting a response. And I finally understood, like she finally contacted me and explained that she was just in a very deep depression and she couldn't draw. And while I understand that life happens to everyone and I'm not mad about it, I'm also like, I paid you for a service. And if you couldn't complete the service, I need you to tell me that because I have my own personal deadlines and a, my own business to run. And you basically ghosting me does not help the situation. But let me get off of my rant. My point is make sure that you are protecting yourself on the internet so that if you need to get your money back, you can, and you're not just out how much ever you spend on a book cover. So vet your people and expect to have to wait a little bit to get for someone to get back with you. Um, if they do, I would follow them up with very specific questions. One being how long do they think it will take for them to get you back what you need? Two, um, how many revisions are included because you are going to want revisions. They're going to send you something and you're probably going to want to tweak it. You're probably going to want to make changes. So make sure that a, at least a reasonable amount of changes are included. Three, um, you need to know what format they're going to send you the final thing, the final illustration in, um, mostly because some people will send you a JPEG. I always recommend asking for a PNG and basically that is just a higher quality file. So that if you need to zoom in or if you need to do something different with it, or if you need to change the colors, you can do that a lot easier with a PNG than you can with a JPEG. Um, it's just a higher resolution file. And if you really know what you're doing, you can also ask for the Illustrator file or a vector file, and that will give you absolute freedom, but also you can really mess some things up. So go with what you know, but even if you don't know anything about art and you're commissioning someone, always ask for a PNG file. Um, the other thing that I'll ask is font, because I think something that artists sometimes forget when they're working with authors is that you have to have text on the cover. It's not going to just be a still image, um, especially if it is a cover and not just character art. So ask them if A, they will do the font if you need that done. And if they don't, make sure that you are explaining how you imagine the font so that you have some negative space to work with. And negative space, if you guys are unfamiliar, is basically just empty space on the cover to work with. Um, if you don't know what I mean, you can take a look at We Are The Origin and basically the space um, above the heads of my character, Freya and Brandy, what's there is called negative space. It basically allows me to put text there without having to cover up anything important. So make sure that you have something to work with. Otherwise your book cover can look really crowded and you don't wanna to have to put text over something that you really wanna draw attention to. So make sure that 
whoever you're working with understands that. Um, and also make sure that they understand your concept. So if you have an idea for like a girl with flowers, make sure that they can actually draw that. And you're not working with someone who's used to working with very sharp lines and angles. So if you have an idea for like a very soft and fluffy cover, you want to work with someone who does soft and fluffy, if that makes sense. So keep that in mind when you're working with someone. But assuming all that goes well, then the next thing that you would want to focus on is the design. And I know that pretty much everything that I've been saying up to this point is the design. But what I mean by this is the back and forth that you should have with your artist. So for me, the most successful covers that I've had have been a back and forth. So it's usually, okay, here's a sketch of what I have in mind. And then I look at the sketch, I think it over and I'm like, okay, I like this and I, I want to go in this direction. The most successful interactions that I've had have usually been with artists who give me multiple options from the very beginning. So let's just be very specific, actually. For We Are The Origin, my cover artist, Rebecca, she was basically like, okay, I understand what you're asking for. And she sent me a sketch. She was like, this is what you asked for, but based on what I think and what I've read of your book, because she actually read my book before she did my cover. Um, she was like, did she read the book before? I don't know if she read it before, but she definitely read the book at some point. <laughs> um, I think she might've read the prologue, but she was basically like, based on what you said and what I have read, I can give you this, but I think we could go in this direction as well. And then she gave me two other options and then we went from there. And then from there, she gave me two more options and she was like, okay, we can go here or we can go here. And it was very collaborative. And I like that because although I have very specific images in my mind for what I want, because I am the author, I am not an artist in the same way that my cover artist is because they understand the visual aspect of it. And what I love about my cover artist is that she does book covers. So she understood unique places to fit the text. She understood, okay, this font will look really well with what I'm actually drawing. So I ended up putting the text on my book myself because that's just one of the things that I have a skill set in. I like typography. I like looking at different types and I like playing with it. Um, she sent me the font that she used in the sample and then I played with it and added it myself. So it was a very collaborative thing. But I say all this to say that when you're looking for an artist, when you're talking about the design of your book, it really helps to have someone who understands what you need as a person and what you need as an author. And I would also say that for the design, one of the things that I always recommend to authors is to have an idea in your head, but also give an artist creative freedom. Because at the end of the day, you reached out to them because you like their art, you like their style, you like what they do with their own imagination. So I would definitely say have something in mind, but also leave room for creative freedom, leave room for them to try things and to send it to you and be like, well, do you like this? Do you like that? Do you want to go in this direction? Because in my experience, you usually end up with something that's a lot better than what you originally thought you were going to get. So um, also when it comes to design, make sure you're getting a spine and a back cover that match your front. So one of the things that I messed up on early on is on one of my book covers, I did not specify that this is a book. Therefore, the cover image needs to like be amazing, but also I need a spine and a back cover. I can't just sell a book with without a spine and a back cover. Um, so that ended up being two separate uh, charges because I did not make that clear up front. So make sure you're clear up front. And again, make sure that if you 
you're not going to have the exact spine calculations most likely when you need to go and get your spine done by your cover artist. So my recommendation is always to get a spine that is at least an inch thick because most books like a, an inch thick spine will like hold up to like 500 pages depending on the height of your book. So if you get one that's at least an inch thick, you can like cut it down to size, but it's really hard to expand it to size if you don't know what you're doing. It's not impossible. It just takes a little bit more work. So keep that in mind. And also keep in mind that for most platforms, you're going to need a bleed. So if you want, let's just say you want a five by five book, make sure you ask your artist for something that's a little bit larger than that. I would go with like a six by six dimension. That way, if you need to like cut it down or shrink it, you can. And obviously those are just made up dimensions because that's a square and books are not square, but you get what I'm saying. Make sure that if it's like five and a half by eight and a half, you're asking for like an, a, like a nine by six, six and a half cover so that it works. Make sure those dimensions add up, but y'all know how to do basic math, right? I can't do it on the spot, but y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Make sure that you have the dimensions right and you get something a little bigger than what you need because it's easier to scale down than it is to scale up. So keep that in mind. And then the last thing that I would want to touch on when it comes to cover art and cover artists is to make sure that you are happy with the final product and understand what the final product is and what you are getting. I said this earlier, but I would definitely make sure that you are clear about what kind of files you are getting from your artist because you know your skill your skill set, your skill level. So if you need a vector file or an illustrator file, make sure that you ask for that. If you need a PNG, make sure you ask for that. If you feel comfortable with a JPEG, ask for that. Be very specific in what you ask for in the final product. And I would also say, make sure that you understand what happens if you are unhappy with the final product. So say that you had something different in mind and it's not looking like what the initial sketch looked like. Then what options do you have to get it fixed? And if you have to do the text, like the artist is not doing the text, what happens if you cannot, they don't leave enough room for you to do the text? You know, what, what then? Just make sure that you have very clear expectations. Um, not going to lie. Most artists are basically going to be like, once you get the final product, that's kind of on you for you to deal with. However, you need to make sure that that's clear because some people will help you. Some people will be like, okay, well, I can do X, Y, and Z. So just make sure that you know what's happening and then also make sure that you know how they want to be credited when it comes to your, your artwork. Because if it's good, which hopefully it is, people are going to ask you. So make sure that you know how they would like to properly be credited for their work. Um, and this is just information that you would add in the copyright section of the book. Um, if you're not sure, you can literally pick up any book off of any shelf and turn to the copyright section in the beginning of the book where it's talking about like, oh, this book is copyrighted in, you know, 2022 by this person and it's published on this day and, you know, yada, 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 all the stuff that most people skip. If you look through it, it'll tell you who does the cover art. And sometimes it also say like book formatter because that's not always the same person. So the cover art, the cover design and the book formatter are not necessarily always the same person. Um, a cover artist draws the image. A cover formatter is the one who does the text and makes sure it looks like a book cover. And a book formatter is the one who makes sure that the inside content of the book is formatted correctly so that it's published correctly. So that's just a little, little tidbit, little fact. But um, as it refers to the cover artist, just make sure you know how to credit them. 
Also, if you like your cover artist, something that you should definitely do is tell people so that they can continue to do their art, especially if they are someone who does, does it seriously. Um, you definitely want to provide traction. And I always tell people like, hey, if you want to get in touch with my cover artist, her name is Rebecca Brown. I send them to her social media. I tell them where to find her. And I'm just like, let her know that I sent you. That way you can help build your relationship with your cover artist and be like, hey, you know, Chelsea told me that you were really good. That way, you know, it helps build your relationship. Like you did a good job and I want you to continue to be able to do a great job. Um, I would also keep a list of the cover artists that you work with. Like I have a list of people that I work with, have worked with. Um, and I have a list of people that I would work with again and people that I would not work with again. Um, and there are different factors, but definitely know yourself and what you're looking for. I say that both referring to like the actual visual of your cover because an artist can only give you what you ask for. So if you're not sure what you want for your cover, I would say hold off on commissioning one and write a little further into your book so that you can have an idea of the vibe that you want and be able to articulate that as well as you can because an artist can only give you what you ask for, especially if you are not giving them a lot of creative freedom. I recommend that you do, but I also understand that sometimes creative freedom leads you down a route that you don't wanna go. So have an idea of what you want in your mind um, as far as your cover art, but also have an idea of what you want to deal with when it comes to actually working with someone else, if that makes sense. But that's pretty much all I can tell you guys about cover art and cover artists. Um, just make sure that you know what you're getting into. Make sure you protect yourself um, when it comes to dealing with strangers on the internet and make sure that you vet them as best you can before you decide to work with someone. And if you like working with someone, I would recommend that you continue to work with them. And if you need to work with someone different, like say they're busy and they can't, you can always ask them for recommendations. Um, that's how I found some of the people that I really enjoyed working with. I reached out to other artists and they were like, oh, sorry, I haven't updated my profile. I'm not accepting commissions right now. And I was just like, oh, okay, that's fine. Well, could you recommend someone who would might be interested in this? And they usually have other artist friends that they can tell you about. So do your due diligence. Um, this can be a process, so be patient with it and just have fun with it. I mean, getting cover art is one of the most exciting aspects of writing a book. So definitely, definitely have fun with it. But yeah, that's my two cents on this whole thing. Of course, if you have any questions or want to reach out to me, you can definitely uh, subscribe to my Patreon where I post these episodes and you can just ask me on that post or you can get in touch with me with the DM on any social media platform. So yeah, that is it for this episode of the Written a Melanin podcast, you guys. Thank you so much for listening as I share what I've learned on my journey as a Black and indie author. If you'd like to support this podcast, then please share it with someone you think may enjoy it. Join my Patreon at patreon.com forward slash cmlockhart or grab a copy of my book, We Are the Origin, from my website, cmlockhart.com. There are links in the description box for everything. Thank you guys so much for listening. And until next time, I hope all your books are full of melanin. <laughs>